Hey, thanks for tuning in to episode 72 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're hanging out with Peter Kendall, host of the Weekly Jump and Indie Interviews podcasts over at How Do I Jump at hd1jump.com, an awesome video game website, to talk about the rise in popularity of this thing called esports. You may have heard of it. Competitive gaming, electronic sports. There's esports people. They got leagues and tournaments. It's a crazy scene. And Peter fills us in on the current state of the industry. And we go over a little bit the history of esports. Now, I kind of set this up as a battle between Peter Kendall and Anthony the Jock as to are esports athletes athletes? It, it, should it be called sports? Will it ever go mainstream? And Despite uh, it didn't go quite as I planned, we had a really good discussion about esports, and you're bound to learn something. Check out the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash 72 for links for everything we talked about in this episode. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hey, friend. Welcome to the show. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we have an awesome guest for you for this episode. Joining us returning is guest. another returning guest. Like this is, I think this is a three-timer, too. I think he earns a three-timer. It's a trilogy. Uh, video game journalist from the awesome website, How Do I Jump? Mr. Peter Kendall. Peter, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. Yes, I uh, I guess since to go on with our analogy of what we're talking about today, I'd say this is my hat trick. Oh, oh nice. snap. Look, he started oh, out. Yeah. You get one of those. This is his hat trick. And uh, the reason we have Peter is we're going to take a good, long, hard look at the industry of esports. Esports, people. Uh, the, <laughs> there's a whole uh, reason this this show and this topic came up, and we'll get into that in a bit. Before we do that, <laughs> Peter... I want you to take a minute, uh, let's turn on some of our newer listeners to uh, How Do I Jump and your podcast and what you guys do over there. Yes, we have tons of awesome, I'm really excited because actually you guys are the first show that I actually am going to start promoting a lot of our stuff for next year. Right on. Nice. We are, so we are How Do I Jump, uh, we are um, a video game news and podcast website, we post articles all the time, I personally do a lot of podcasts. Every week we do the weekly jump that comes out every Wednesday. We talk about all the video game news you need to know about if you want to just catch up on what's up with gaming news that week. Uh, that usually comes out every Wednesday, but we took December off and we are uh, starting off bright and early next year. Every Friday, start, all this is going to be starting at the beginning of next year. Right We're on. starting back off with the next yes, with the next season of my indie interviews and where I talk to awesome independent game developers and I have done like five of them for next season right now yeah. and they're awesome. I'm yeah. so excited to those host are, them. Those are great. His uh, indie interviews are really great if you're into like what it takes to do, uh, do like a small time game and independent programmers and the, the industry like those are I love those interviews dude thank you we're actually spreading out this year because I'm tar- starting to talk to more people in the gaming industry I started to talk to musicians I talked to someone who made that did you watch that uh, Metroid fan film that came out recently no oh there was no. one with Jessica Chobot played Samus oh cool and it was so good and I'm talking to the director of that movie oh that's great dude I want to get some of these uh, fan film people too because I did you see the Miles Morales one yeah, that one was fun. I like that I'm, one. I'm gonna okay. try to, yeah, you get the comic book ones. Right, I will talk to that guy right. to promote. Yeah, uh, we, we, won't, we won't step on your toes. Man. Yeah, no, that would uh, be good. The big thing that I want to promote that we just, um, we finally settled on a date, and I will double check it right now so I don't get it wrong. 
but uh, we have a date for Painful Games Done Slowly. Oh, what is that again? Okay, so Painful Games Done Slowly is the charity stream that we do. Uh, where we for for twelve hours we are going to be playing painfully difficult or painfully bad games to raise money for children's hospitals. <laughs> oh wow! Last year we did it. We raised over five hundred dollars, and that was just us hanging out in our um, hanging out in our friend's basement, streaming really really bad games. This what game? year, oh, it was a lot, we changed games every hour or so. Oh, but okay. we played everything. We played Ninja Gaiden. We played um, God. We played oh, we played the Legend of Zelda, the the, the Water Temple. One of the highlights was we found someone who's never played a Legend of Zelda game ever. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. And we shoved him directly into the Water Temple. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because there's hard games, and then there's hard games that are hard because they just suck. There's and they're bad. super We played hard. Sonic 06, which mm. is horrible. Oh, we made Chris play a Barbie game for two hours. Oh, is this so? This is all live on uh, what is this on Twitch? Twitch. We sh- we're, we're streaming on Twitch, and this year it's February 21st. Right on. So a week after Valentine's Day, you can get all your love out on Valentine's Day. And the next week, you can give money to children's hospitals for us uh, killing ourselves. But yes, we um, we are sponsored by Yester Cades in Somerville. We're going to be streaming at their place for 12 hours on Sunday from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. It's going to be streaming. And if you're in Somerville, come by and hang out with us. We're going to be having a few of the painful games set up at monitors for you to play yourselves. Oh, right on. Uh, yes, yeah, send me a link to all that yeah, stuff. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show shit. notes uh, if you guys want to check it out online or in... So you're doing it in an arcade this time? We're doing... Yes, this is... Play- oh, okay. yeah. We literally finalized it yesterday, so I'll have all the promotional material to you as soon as possible. I've been Deep tweaking. Owner. That's great. <laughs> Everything. Nice. But yes, there's a place in Somerville called Yester Cades, and it's just... A, it's an arcade. There's, there's a bunch of great arcade units, but all on the sides... There's Xboxes, PlayStations, Wii's, um, 360, Xbox One, PS2, PS3, PS4, old Atari consoles. They have Sega Genesis. They have this sounds um, like an awesome N64. place, dude. It's a great there. place. It's they have two locations in Jersey. If you're in Jersey, uh, there are two locations in Red Bank and in Somerville, and they're amazing and so much fun. The guy Gary that owns it is a great guy. Can you drink? Is there drinking? Uh, I it, no, I don't think so. Okay, so it's a it's a dry arcade, but that I mean they have like that's yes. a thing now though. They, well, here yeah, that arcade, a lot of, a lot yeah. of beer arcade, yeah, beer arcades. Yeah. They have like two in Chicago that are really popular. Three, yeah. uh, I gotta check those out. That sounds awesome, uh, listener. Check the show notes. Go to hd1jump.com and you'll yes. get all these links. Um, now before we continue, I'm just gonna put this out there. There may be a low rumble of loud music in the background because this is – I'm just going to mention it. damn kids. That's my fucking goddamn downstairs neighbors apparently decided to pick right now to blast uh, the whole Kings of Leon album really <laughs> loud. And that's why it's it's so loud. I know exactly what song yeah, Well, you're, you're debating right now if you should be that old I man and go downstairs. don't want to be that old guy and be like, hey, hey, guys, can you turn it down for a little bit? We're just going to – thanks. Sorry to be a bummer. So you know what? Fuck it. If it's in there, it's in there. If it's not, it's not. <laughs> now, HD1 Jump, actually. So this topic, eSports, Anthony, is a little bit out of our wheelhouse. Not, not, not in my wheelhouse at all, actually. <laughs> it, has the oh, word, it has the word <laughs> sports in there, so it kind of ties to the jock of the Chuck and podcast. But at the loosest of ways. Listener, this is how this came apart. This part is called The Story So Far. Here's what happened. Peter Kendall is one of our earliest podcast buddies. We uh, met him when we started podcasting, oh, so many months ago. Uh, Yonder. Earlier this year in the same year. And uh, I went on the Weekly Jump a couple times. 
Uh, like I said, completely out of my wheelhouse. Didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But it's a lot of fun to hang out. I love the guys over there. Uh, and in doing those shows, I met uh, nerdist writer Matt Delhauer, one of your buddies. Really cool guy. Awesome, dude. And so he wanted to come on our show. And also on the Weekly Jump, actually, one of the episodes I was on is where I actually was turned on to esports. And it fascinated the shit out of me. I was like, what the fuck is this esports? This is a thing? What is this? And uh, I'll put a link to that show if you guys want to go back and listen to it in the show notes. So that got me thinking about the esports, right? So then Matt comes on our show. It's episode 41. It's a great episode, actually. He does a great job. It's called Why Spider-Man 3 Sucks. He and he a great job. So good. Oh, he, he has a talent for that. He wants to come on and do Fantastic Four 2015. And I'm totally going to let him take it over. Tell Howard we're going to contact him whenever you're ready. So awesome episode. Towards the end of that episode, we start talking about esports. At which point... No, this was actually towards, like, in the middle. Oh, it like, was in the middle? Like, very early in that episode. It was before the sp- whole Spider-Man thing? Yeah, it was. Okay, so uh, so we talk about esports, at which point I make a ridiculous comment, didn't I, Anthony? You made an asinine comment. And it, it, it got Anthony all fired up. What did I say? You said esports will take over real sports and be, like, the bigger thing eventually. Oh, shit. And that, and that got Anthony all hot and bothered, and he went off. Now, when Peter Kendall listened to this episode and got to that point... I get a Facebook message from Peter Kendall, <laughs> don't I, Peter? I my shift key might have been pressed. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, think I might have caps. been listening to your episode while doing dishes, and there might have been some yelling in my apartment. <laughs> I love when we can make people yell back at the phone when they listen to the Jock and Dirt podcast. Um, what was but, the comment that got you enraged, Peter? Well, the, the, it got me arranged just now with that, that about how <laughs> how you think. Well, about a lot of me talking about how esports aren't a sport and that they're, it's not popular and all. And it's not going to overtake traditional sports. So this this is why we're here today. And <laughs> originally, this was I had an idea. This was going to be like a debate. Like I was going to moderate it and send questions. Like the fucking Republican shit show joke that's going on right now. But uh, I thought it would behoove our audience and everyone better if we just kind of learned about esports and uh, discussed it and see where it came from. And then if it leads to an argument, it leads to an argument. Who knows what happens? <laughs> uh, it's all willy-nilly. So, Peter, what? if you – I, I kind of want to title this episode The History of Esports. So let's just pretend like we're going to start talking about the history of esports. Do you know what – That's it, fine. Yeah, what? you actually were um, – I, I know a lot more about the modern-day uh, uh, – massive explosion of esports of how popular they're becoming over the last few years. I actually was reading the, some of those articles you sent me yes. about the beginning of it, a lot of those Pac-Man and Donkey Kong tournaments. Yeah, very, very interesting stuff. Like, it it, it seems like a modern-day thing, but uh, according to the Wikipedias, uh, it started, <laughs> like, in the early 70s. Uh, uh, 1972 at Stanford University, they had, like, a big, crazy uh, event there. And uh, and then, of course, the Pac-Man, the Donkey Kong, uh, it, that rolls into that dude, Billy Mitchell. You ever seen King of Kong, Anthony? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah it also starts off around that time. That was the first time Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, like their records made it into the Guinness Book of World Records. Ah, yeah. In 1985. Wow. So this kind of starts, uh, you know, a, a, a prize to be had and something to beat and a record mm-hmm. to beat. Right. Yes, and then of course, if there's if there's a record, so people are going to want to break the record. People are going to want to be the very best. They, <laughs> I guess, in the '80s there was a, a esports show uh, called Starcade, which I don't remember this Star-Cade? show at all. Starcade. 
was had a, 133 episodes. For two years, between 1982 and 1984, it aired 133 episodes. What contestants, right? That's, a, like, that's at least an episode a week. That's syndication these days. That's I mean, more than an episode. That's, that's more than, yeah. It's, yeah. That's two or three a week. And it was also on that, that <laughs> show, That's Incredible. And then you got, you know, you think about Tron and the big uh, 80s arcade boom, uh, you know, crawling into pop culture. Which but that strange. was all still – that was just essentially the first, like, major land parties. For people who don't know, land party is, is local area connection. It's when people – that's actually, no, it's not even land party. It's just people playing – like, come together, play Pac-Man, see so you can get the highest score. That's just people coming together and just, like, trying to get the highest score. Like, very simple. Yeah. That, and, and in that sense, I actually – I don't – I mean, do you consider, like, people – who try to break Guinness Book of World Records records athletes? Depends on the record they're trying to break. I mean, the guy with the I'm longest right mustache with, is that a record? Is that easy the athlete? <laughs> no, I'm right with you. I feel like Guinness Book of World Records is a is a unique thing because some of them are just like love, fastest mile or like highest pole vault. Yeah, I can understand or like longest pa- pass ever thrown in football. Those are records mm-hmm. and those are athletes, and I understand that. And I don't feel like it's not when the person is getting the highest score in something. I feel like a lot of a lot of things that I enjoy about esports and that I think makes esports uh, a unique aspect is the team aspect of it. The, the the one player version of playing Pac-Man is interesting, but there's not many one player sports, if any, like like backgammon, I guess. Uh, there's uh, all, there's well, a I mean, like, decent what, amount go- of one player sport: tennis, golf, yeah, uh, any sort of combat sports. Like, well, then those the 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 one player sports could be something equivalent to like who can run the fastest mile, like right. who can get the highest score in, in Pac Man. It's it's still it's still focus and determination, but I could see how those are the beginnings of esports, and I could see how that's a little shaky in your mind to consider an athlete. I mean, esports, <laughs> an esport, an athlete. <laughs> like the, it's yes. still at this point, that's it's you know in the eighties, it's early on. I highly recommend watching that documentary because these these dudes had to videotape. They're like uh, playing the the arcade and submit it to like be, to qualify, and then yeah, they would just show up and there would just be rows of Pac-Man and everyone's trying to. It's crazy that, but now it rolls into the '90s and where it starts to pick up is with online and uh, the rise of the internet and Nintendo, of course. Uh, paving the way for a lot of things, they had these world championships. In yeah, the they're bringing night. them back. Really? Yeah, Nintendo announced this year that they're bringing back the Nintendo World Championships. Do you? Uh, what do is the game they play in the Nintendo um, World Championships? In the old ones, I have no idea actually because I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't watching it in 1990. I was being born at the time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, they had. Uh, I remember Game Pro Magazine was a big sponsor, and uh, I think did they just play Mario games? It was just like uh, the high probably. What was that? What was that movie where people were like competing in Super Mario and like in the level of the fastest? The Wizard. Oh, with Fred Savage. Yeah, was that the Wizard? I think that was the Wizard. And then he like he won because he had the power glove. That shit. (laughs) That fucking power glove was the shittiest thing though. It It was the dumbest thing in the world. Oh, they played Super Mario Brothers, Rad Racer, Tetris. Oh, you could have a Tetris uh, tournament. Well, a lot of those are just very simple. It's just highest score wins. I don't think there's a. As a respect to esports, I can consider those esports, but I am I am not willing to argue to the death with Anthony over them because it is just getting the highest score yeah. and <laughs> getting the best reflexes and stuff like that. Um, just to piss Anthony off, Anthony off, I will say that they are still athletes. 
Oh my god! And, oh, they all <laughs> look. But, Are we going to start? Are we starting this now? Hold on. They also played NBA Jam in the in the '94 championships and virtual racing. That's uh, athletic uh, racing. I'm not. Basketball. I'm not going to start my athlete argument until we get to the later games, yeah. like LOL and Dota. Well, no, that you're right. We we haven't got there yet. This is still the '90s. But where do you think modern day esports? We get to the 2000s. It, uh, Korea is a huge. It's it is a big scene in Korea. Where does this modern day thing start for you, Peter? Uh, it's Dota. I mean, it starts with it starts with Counter Strike and Dota. Um, Dota, for those who don't know, is called Defense of the Agents. It's a uh, and Counter Strike. Counter Strike is essentially the first time people realized that the game aspect. The, for those who don't know what Counter Strike is, it's a first person shooting game. It's uh, it's I think it was the same engine as the original Half Life. Okay, and it was a game where you can realize. It was the first time it was like totally competitive, and the big part about that was balance. It was the first time balance was an extremely interesting aspect because balance is something that traditional sports don't have to worry about. Everything is is symmetrical. It's a symmetrical court. It's a symmetrical field. They have the same amount of players on the field. The only variations are the skills of the actual players. Oh, I mean – if you if you analyze sports like that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's breaking it so, apart. So this is the first time you see that kind of balance in a in an online game. And so yes. we're talking like 2006. Uh, this this kind of started. Mm, yes, earlier maybe. Because, no, well, Counter Strike. I remember. I remember like going to Counter Strike came out in '99. It said. Oh, because yes. I remember there were like. There's uh, like cafes that would have like computers set up, and people would like all my Asian friends would be going over there and playing Counter Strike. It was huge. All day. Yeah. Yes, and it was around. Well, according to this Wikipedia article, it was around 2006. Is like when the league started being formed, oh, and okay. people started having teams, and people started, and Counter Strike started specifically modifying and tweaking and updating their game for competitive play. And there were designated maps. You can only play on DE Dust. That's it. Okay. Everyone plays Counter Strike on DE Dust because it's, it's it's symmetrical. It's even. It's the field. It's a, it's a field. Yeah. And and then to kind of go around with the way of um, it's not just shooting of the person in the head more, which is why I don't really like a lot of – which is why I'll never really think that um, Halo or or Modern Warfare or Call of Duty or any of those games like that will probably not ever be considered tradition, true esports because it's just shooting other people in the head. There has to be a game aspect a to mission. it. The game, oh. the game aspect of Counter-Strike is planning a bomb. It's terrorist hunt. It's okay. Terrorist attack. Oh, okay. You need to plant a bomb on a location. If you if you you don't respawn, if you kill everyone on the other team, uh, you win. If you plant the bomb and it successfully explodes, you win. If they plant the bomb and you successfully disarm it, you win. Whoa. That's how it goes. Okay, so this is well. This was the one where one side is like terrorist and the other side is counter counter terrorist. Counter terrorist. It's like uh, twenty four. One side's Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah, and everyone moves at a set st- speed. Everyone has different weapons. You and people started looking at maps differently. They started looking at layouts. They started having people go in certain directions. They started having designated roles. That's a huge thing that I'm going to argue with you, Anthony, is that even though – like think of it – think of like a football team. You have positions. Every, every, everyone has positions. And now just think of that as – esports in that aspect was an early way of, of like trying to make the sport happen. Football started off as just like a rugby. Let's try to get this ball to the other side. Okay, we're killing each other. Let's have people form lines right here. And then they start designating things. There's people in Counter-Strike teams that are designated roles. There's, there's people who, who defend certain lanes. There's people who are runners. There's people who 
uh, always have the bomb. There's people who have different designations that if certain things happen, they have to cover each other's back and do certain things in reaction of what's happening. That's cool. They all have jobs. They have positions. They have positions. And people start virtual positions. Virtual yes. positions, but still, you yeah, know. Which is going to be the basis of my argument. <laughs> yes. You're, you're, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling where your argument's going, and I'm prepared for that as well. So. <laughs> no, yes. We, I mean, if we're going to yeah, keep going into the history, that's fine. Counter-Strike in that way was the first time people were realizing, oh, we can be hard fucking core with this. Fun fact about Counter-Strike. Yeah. A friend of mine was a professional Counter-Strike player for a long time. And a huge part of Counter-Strike that I found out is actually audio. Oh. Every Counter-Strike player plays with headphones on. Yeah. Because depending – because you can hear people's footsteps. Oh, you wow. can hear the bullet ricochet. Like good players, if you want to be a professional player in Counter-Strike, they can play blind. They can close their eyes and play completely on audio. What? Really? Because the the sound, the stereo sound mix is that it's that. You no, know, well it's done. it's so exact. They can know they can know where the footsteps are coming from. They know where since they know the map that well. If they hear footsteps to gravel, to stairs, to stone, oh, they'll know wow. it's over there. Oh, that's interesting. Holy shit! That's that's crazy. How much? Uh, so how much because, did did he make money? Uh, playing um, you probably did, but it wasn't until very recently with the okay. Dota championships where you had they made legitimate money. If people want to. Um, if you want to write down um, another great documentary to watch, yeah. God, it was it was the Dota documentary. That oh, was about a, two years ago. There's a Dota documentary. Uh, yes, it came out like two years ago. Free to play. It's called Free to Play. Okay. It came out in 2014. It came out last year. That was we'll get to that eventually. Okay. But that was the first time the grand prize for that tournament was a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, and, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. That looks awesome. Yeah. And the, the before that, the grand prize of every tournament was like maybe a thousand, two thousand. The biggest tournament was maybe like ten thousand dollars, and that divvied up among the team. So like athletes, as they were going and and trying to make a living, a lot of the athletes physically can't continue playing if they don't win because they can't afford it. Wow. Okay. Um. But we'll get to that later. So yeah. was Counter-Strike uh, at this time, were they televising this stuff? Um, in 2000, they tried to start televising some things. I don't think in America. But it's again, this is, this is the part where they were trying and failing. They didn't know how to handle it. They wanted to handle it like a traditional sport, which right. it wasn't. Right. People, weren't, people didn't receive that well. You're not just going to put fucking Madden on TV and watch people play Madden. Right. Because you don't no. like watching people play Madden if you don't have a controller. Like, no one likes watching Madden be played. Plus, you don't want to, you want to play, an, uh, you're, they're not embracing the unique form of esport because people could just go play fucking football. You don't right. want to watch people play football in a video game. You want to watch people play football. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're still figuring it out uh, at, at, at this in the point in time. Yeah. yeah. But, and then I think it's around 2006 or so, that's the big G4 explosion. The, the network, right? Yes. Okay. I used to watch G4 TV a lot. It was a lot I, of fun. I, I watched watch, G4. I watched G4 a little bit because the girls are always really hot. The girls were hot, and I did love when they would cover <laughs> Jessica like, Chobot was they, from G4. Oh, she's from G4. Yeah, I love their, their, their convention yes, coverage. She was. Sarah Underwood. Olivia Munn, that's right. They all came from so G4. There's like a lady, Bailey something, too. I forgot her name. I think that I mean I, I remember it was it was huge and I think that was really smart of them to get these people but I love their the convention E three coverage you got to see all the new so shit. so G four was uh, it was fo- focused on gaming at first is that when it when it first came out yeah it was the it was the it was they noticed in like two thousand six like oh people really really fucking like video games um, right 
we should make a video game channel. But the thing is, it had that 2006 mentality where it wasn't mature. It was that idea of, oh, kids play video games. Kids like hot women. We'll just put a bunch of hot women and make like – it felt like – if. Like it, it's very, it makes a lot of sense that like Spike TV took over G four. Yeah, that's much. right. It was yeah, because it was very like pervy college thuggy like broy shit yeah. going on. Yeah. It's like we're playing video games. All the good things. Gonna- <laughs> All the good qualities. All the stuff that John. <laughs> yeah, has. we're gonna play this Halo game. Then we're gonna fucking throw whipped cream on these women. What's <laughs> up? Like, okay, great. This is awesome. Best channel. Because I remember G four towards the end. I wasn't in. I was. I've never been really into gaming, but I remember towards the end, it was it was more of a nerdy. Uh, show or a nerdy uh, network. They were, you know, they were doing like Comic Con coverage and yep. um, having like different nerd like guests. Yeah, on. yeah, definitely evolved. Attack, Attack of the Show wasn't gaming by the end of it, right? It was, it was pop yeah. culture, pop almost cult, nerdist pop culture sort of thing. Yeah, from what I remember, it was pretty much G four, like what like nerdist does online. Like if YouTube yeah. existed in like two thousand four, G four would be very fine. Yeah. Dude, but what happened to them? Why did it all? Why they shut down? Like the, I would think it would have been popular enough to keep it going even now. I think I think they were just going about it wrong. And no, well, G four pretty much turned into Spike TV, and they turned into video game content. And then the internet came out, and people just watched game trailers on the internet. They didn't wow, go on TV true. to watch yeah. it. I think G four G four failed too. Is like is just the rise of YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was more. Yeah, I guess it's more immediate and uh, and yeah, like you said, Spike TV has kind of that bro thing going on, and G Four was kind of doing that too, so it's kind of redundant. Yeah, how important is the scene in Korea like at this point? What's going on? Well, around this time, I don't know the exact year, but um, so yeah, we can talk about Dota now. Okay, Dota is Defense of the Ancients. It's a uh, it's a Warcraft three mod. If you know Warcraft three, is a, a real time strategy game. Um, essentially, so this this is going to be my hugest um, argument for esports because Dota and Dota Two that what, came out. Uh, what are you arguing for? Stop. <laughs> that is, I'm arguing are, with are, you, are, Anthony. But what so, are, what are you? What do you? What's your, what is your argument? Well, what's your argument? I think esports and their athletes, and why why are esports athletes not athletes? Why are they not athletes? Because they're yes. not doing anything athletic. There's no they, there's no running, no jumping, no anything. There it is all virtual reality. I I respect. That they're putting their mind and body through uh, arduous tasks of playing long hours and going through, you know, there is strategy involved, but it's all virtual strategy. There's no. But there's isn't nothing. the mind in both instances kind of doing the same thing? The mind is but, both using yes. the same processes. Yeah, but the mind can be doing the same thing, creating a business plan that's not athletic. No, but in the sense that when you're you know running a ball or playing the game, your mind is is using it's firing the same way. There's the same adrenaline. There's the same sense of strategy right. and logic. Split second decision, muscle memory, oh, coordination, hand eye coordination. Uh, both both thing. Both guys are doing the, all of that. Uh, uh, yes, in I mean in terms of in terms of in terms of training and and focus, you are you are correct. There's not they're not running left and right and all over the place. They're, they are sitting around clicking a screen, but it's, it is a, a mental focus. I, my only argument for that is if a quarterback playing football, when he's giving his linemen directions and, and plays and variations of plays, is he being an athlete at that time? Ooh. Is he being when, an athlete at that, at, at that exact moment? Well, I mean, he's, he's – and then on the fly when he's changing the play and he's, he's giving audibles and mm-hmm. he's changing bets – it's that tactical. Yeah, there's there's tactics involved in, in 
Strategery. sports. Yeah. So there is but you're isolating physical movement portion of being an athlete. Sometimes. Okay. All right. So we agree on that. Okay, good. I see. I and think I know where he's going. Well, I mean, if you know where I'm going, then, then you, Anthony also sees where I'm going. That the even there is a there's a physical um, there is reaction time. There is hand eye coordination. Your reaction time does go down. Esports athletes retire at around 26. Very similar to real athletes Whoa. in your in your definition, because their reaction time is not that fast. It's 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 very similar to like acrobats or um, ping pong players. Like they just they or tennis players. They they eventually this they literally can't keep up with the kids. Their their minds can't process sure, that many sure. commands at a time. I think the really it's got twenty six is even old. People retired around twenty four. Man, what are the ages of these kids going in though? This is like you could get in at like fifteen uh, as a teenager. You gotta, I think a lot of them now nowadays because of a lot of esports. Um, esports is getting large, and a lot of teams are getting large. I think they're they're putting in a lot of roles of eighteen years old. You have to be eighteen or seventeen. They have drafts now. People get drafted, and now well, all the time there's well, there's like fantasy. There's esports are all over the place now. There's like fantasy leagues for esports. There's a ton of tournaments. It's one of the one of the also the biggest parts of Dota two uh, specifically, and Dota one being the largest esport is because it's free. Um, you don't. You don't have to pay a dime to play Dota. Just like very similar to how you don't really have to pay anything to play football with your friends. You just go play football. Wow, Dota friends. is free? Dota is completely free. Oh. You can download it right now and play it. Wow. On what? On your computer? On your computer. It's a PC game. Okay. That, uh, so, Dota 2. Uh, so Dota combined with – so we got to mention that Twitch came out in 2011. Yes. And, and Twitch is also the, is the next massive step in esports. That combined with uh, the Dota, I think that that took it to a crazy platform and a crazy experience. Well, yeah. If you ever if you ever go on Twitch, the the they'll recommend like most viewed video games. It's always Dota or LOL or League of Legends or Dota. And how They're many old. how many views are on these things? Um, I can tell you that. Okay, so Dota every year goes into something eventually called the International. The International is the big tournament. It's the um, the thing I told you about for free to play. Oh, okay, that's the uh, it was totally. the first time that uh, they were like, here, Steam came out. They're like, we're going to give them a million dollars, and we're going to have an international tournament, and people call it the international. And let's look. I had it. I had the numbers up. I think last year. Oh yes, 2014. Over 20 million people watched. Um, uh, oh Dota shit! 20 million people watched an esports event on yes. Twitch. And I believe cool. this year in 2015, <laughs> about I think it was like 25 or 30 million. But here's the thing: like you don't just watch, do you? You can kind of interact with uh, the fans on Twitch. Well, there is a comment section going on the side, but that's equivalent to like being in a stadium and screaming. Like screaming. <laughs> just millions of chats streaming yeah. by, <laughs> millions of comments. Also, the the what's really interesting about the Dota uh, prize pool is that it's it's synonymous with. Um, how many people buy tickets? Oh. Like it was, it, it's the the prize for Dota in twenty fourteen because about twenty because of, like I don't how how so many people bought tickets. The prize was five million dollars. Wow! And I believe last year it might have been ten million. I want to say. Fun fact: in twenty fourteen, uh, the NBA Finals were viewed by nineteen point nine million people. 
Okay, very comparable numbers, numbers. If we're playing a numbers game, that's uh, that's interesting. We got, yes, uh, but the nineteen point nine is American, right? Um, that that number is American. I believe where, so. Where I think you're pulling twenty million from the world. Yes, uh, a lot of them are are majorly from Korea because Dota is huge. They've Dota stadiums. In so Korea. before Imran gets all worked up and says, "I was right," like, well, numbers are numbers. No. Yes, it is. It is more of a widespread. Um, uh, demographic. It's not in one central location. Right. How football is very American, or soccer is kind of in the larger world. Or, but because of Twitch, it allows everyone to enjoy it more, which is why the numbers are doubling and tripling every single year. But even that's like saying like the soccer numbers don't count because nobody in America watches soccer when there's tens of millions of people, hundreds of millions of people watching. No, soccer. I'm saying the comparison isn't valid, isn't fair because you're comparing a pool from America versus a pool from the Global. world. It's a larger pool, right? Yes. We're just, we're, I'm, I'm really just um, I'm really just making an argument for the market, and right. also a lot of things we're talking about recently that I believe it was a year ago or sometime this year, ESPN tried to um, to to show Dota two, and I don't know if you remember those articles. That was a fucking disaster. Yeah, people were upset. Yep. Do you remember any of that? I've, I've read that, those articles. What were those articles about? I, they just people did not. They get it. They didn't know. I mean, it was just people. A lot of people did not like. Uh, having that on their on ESPN. No, even the apparently they didn't it, it, it seems like they didn't fucking tell the hosts either that they were doing that cuz <laughs> right. they just seemed baffled and angry. Yeah. Oh my god, that sounds like a disaster. <laughs> it was. It was a complete disaster. Well, it's because ESPN isn't I mean they're not experts in that field. Right. No. They and they were trying to take advantage of something that was drawing a lot of attention and trying to parlay that to get more eyeballs on their network. But. I'm sure when they started showing poker they, there was probably similar uh reactions to like why yes. the fuck it are still, we watching It still people makes people poker. mad that poker's on ESPN. It's on right now, dude. They still like the World Championships on right now. So, <laughs> let's here's another analogy. Sports, these guys start in college. There's college sports. It's big money. They make it to the big leagues. You know, that's the path of an athlete. Are there schools that are, are starting to do this with esports, Peter? Do you know? Um, the first, the first training house in Korea. There's many. Okay. In America, the first training house for League of Legends, I believe, opened up this year. That's that is that that's that link you sent me, wasn't it? Uh, probably. This thing is is really interesting. It's a uh, it's a job posting for League of Legends uh, to be in a, in a house. Right to live yes. there. It's a training house where the players would. Uh, in Korea, it happens a lot already, where players all live in a house together and they train every day for like twelve hours. They have a certain regimen. They have teamwork. Let, let's get into why. Why is this so big in Korea? Um, what is it just, about the Korean market that likes this so much? I don't know specifically. I think they just they just latched on it. Like, why do Americans and is it specifically? Like is it so specifically much? South Korea? Like, just Korea, or is it like, like other Asian markets? No, uh, it's. It's it's in the the Asian like area, yes. So but like Japan is really into it too, and all that. Yes. Yeah. So I don't, the, it, there's a line in the in this Wikipedia article. They said it's been thought to be influenced by the mass building of their broadband internet networks uh, okay. following this Asian financial crisis in '97. So and then it also mentions high unemployment rate. So all of a sudden they have super fast internet. Everyone's out of work, sitting at home. Looking games. for something to do, playing games, and the, these things get popular. Uh, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, and then they just got really, really good at it and above us. But it's my, my equivalent of it is, well, why is football why is football so popular in America? Why is baseball so popular in America? It's just the people here like it. And I know it, was, it, was, it has its roots. 
I don't think football has its roots in America. I know basketball does. Football does. Football does as well. Yeah. I thought that was just a rugby spinoff. Mm, you might, you might. I'd have to look at it. Actually, I know, I know, basketball was created in America. I'm not entirely James, sure. Yeah, James, Jim Nace, James Naismith. Baseball is all probably derivative of cricket. Oh, of course, yeah. Right? No, baseball is the American pastime yeah. that was made in America. Yeah, baseball's American. <laughs> good, baseball's good. pretty much as American as you can get. <laughs> it's American, but it's actually. Uh, I think it's more popular by like. Um, Japanese love baseball. No, Japanese love baseball. Uh, Latin American countries oh, yeah, like yeah. almost baseball even yeah. more now than Americans yeah. do. Well, you know, a lot of these sports, the sports where really all you need is a ball and a bat or just a ball and a field. Right. Stick you know, ball. It's a lot. Yeah, like it's like you can't, you're not getting into hockey that easily. No. <laughs> Basically. No, probably not. <laughs> but I thought, uh, I got, I pulled this little quote from the wiki page about like universities and colleges in the U.S. And so yeah. si- since 2013, uh, universities such as Robert Morris University of Illinois and the University of Pikeville have recognized electronic sports players as varsity-level athletes and yes. even offer athletic scholarships. Some have argued that careful planning, precise timing, and skillful execution ought to be what classifies an activity as a sport and that physical exertion and outdoor playing areas are not required by all traditional or non-traditional quote-unquote sports. Sports are competition, you know, and, and that's yeah, that's that sums up. It's a mind a lot sport. Of my argument. You just it's made the it. argument for him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I, that's I, I. Should I leave? Am I good? Oh, hey, <laughs> what do we have him on the show for? <laughs> We're just gonna read articles. At I'm just but saying yeah. though. That's really. I mean, that's really. But I'm with you. I mean, the 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 big thing of this of this um, argument is a little bit null and void because of how popular this is getting there is literally no doubt in my mind that esports are only going to get bigger and bigger and be a I'm, i've been saying this for a little while i think for about a year now i've been saying that in five years esports are going to eventually just be accepted as a normal sport it's just going to be another form of entertainment it's mm. not going to be on espn because they don't need espn <laughs> they don't give a fuck about espn they have twitch and they have so many numbers all over the place there but the only suggestion i could make for you uh, anthony is that there's a game. It's it, the game came out this year, which I think is going to help esports out with leaps and bounds. It's a game called Rocket League. I've talked about it a lot. Uh, okay, um, I don't know. It's essentially else. soccer with cars. It's a three v three sport where you play as little driving cars. You can you can boost and jump into the air and spin your car around and hit a soccer ball into a goal. That's it. Oh, like, it, oh, it's like a it, car soccer. It's car soccer. It's exactly <laughs> car soccer. Um, it's. It's a beautiful game. I'll send you. Here you go. Oh, we're looking at little, some. Uh, yeah, we're looking linky. at some images. It's. Uh, it. It is gorgeous. It's beautiful looking. It's extremely approachable. It's extremely understandable. It's loud. It's fun. Everyone gets into it. I think the, the thing is the, the issue I've been having with so many esports with Counter Strike, Dota, Starcraft, League of Legends. They look like shit. The, they look fine. <laughs> they look all right. They're also from like the 80s and 90s. Yeah. So yeah, they look a little bit like shit. But the issue I've been having is the learning curve. Yeah. You have to be playing these games for a while and nobody is going to teach you how to play these games unless you have a really good friend who's sitting down with you. Also, And that's not fun for the friend. No. no I mean some, some people enjoy showing people their games and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the, the – the society in it is not very accepting of new people. Is it like a thing where they just don't want to give up their fucking shit and their, tri- exactly. their tricks and it's, their tips? Yeah, I can see that. It's very toxic. Yeah. It's a very toxic environment, yeah. and that's been my issue. Now, Rocket League coming out, being so approachable and nice and fresh and tight and balanced and beautiful, is it going to make leaps and bounds of being like, oh, it's a game where 
people can just watch it and immediately understand it. You can play it and get it down in a minute. But also, it, it's it's the quintessential thing of uh, a big part of, of of game design is easy to learn, difficult to master. Yeah. And this game is is a thousand percent that. That's just like the tagline to uh, Othello: "A minute to learn, a lifetime to master." Now, that I mean, that's a great point. You have to bring the barrier for entry down. It's got to be. You know, like soccer, you kick the ball, get it in the net. You got to make it that easy to get into and exciting and compelling. And uh, we're watching this video now. I'll have this in the show notes. And yeah, it's just awesome car soccer where these cars are doing yes. these crazy flips and tricks and knocking. The, and there's a goalie. And uh, there's well, yeah, you can. It's another way you designate yourself. It's three v three combat, but usually professional teams have roles in mind. They the game's been out for a few months. Within a week of it launching, it got picked up by ESL. Which is one of the esports and MLG. They both picked it up and had tournaments within a month. Man, those are big leagues. So, are there so these live tournaments now? Like sports, are there yeah. hu- human referees uh, watching the 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 competition? Uh, yes, it's for um, human referees are actually obviously the game has all mechanics inside of it, and if there's any glitches. Any glitches or exploits are fair play because it's technically in the game, which is why games like this are constantly being updated and patched. The referees are more for another aspect that you brought up in your show notes of um, performance-enhancing drugs. It's making sure the players yes. aren't on Adderall. <laughs> Dude, these uh, – they're so in here, this, I th- this was Why great. can't – what's – I mean because Adderall keeps you so focused. Uppers and downers yeah. they take. Yes. Is that why, what's the – like why is there that drug culture just to keep them awake basically and keep yeah, them Yeah, it's just to keep it focused. It's like that cliche of chugging Red Bull and playing video games and staying focused. It's just that – on crack, sometimes it actually is crack. Like it's just that. Yeah, I mean they've even they're regulating these uh, energy drinks too. I believe like they don't want. And then some of these dudes take Valium to yep. so they can stay calm under the pressure. <laughs> so they're going both ways. Unlike this thing says, some of these guys take three different drugs before competition. But there's no like piss test or anything for this, right? Like I think give everyone drugs, have at it, fucking go. It's gonna just make everything way more crazy. Well, well, you could do that with professional athletes. Yes, well, let's I give wish every they would. Football player steroids and see what happens. I want to but... see people destroy a baseball like the minute they swing at it, it just disintegrates. Or like throw a football just so far that it's ridiculous because they're just <laughs> jacked up on roids. Well, that's a... yeah, and then they throw it so hard their arm flies. Off. I want to do every... yes, but you're you're kind of actually so. Getting back to the, kind of the argument, you're kind of making my argument for me, Imran. Really? Because What's you're that? you're saying. You were, you had mentioned the the rise of esports and everything and and eventually taking over, but even you want to see physical endeavors that are amazing. You want to see feats of amazement. Yes. And you you mentioned as your examples throwing a football a million miles away and hitting a baseball. Phys- physical. Physical. You, physical were, you even went to physical. Well, because that's what thing. we are uh, used to. Now, having never watched like an esports event, I'm sure I go. I'm going to show you guys something that you're going to put into your um, your little little tags. So, physical exertion's right. If you want to see uh, just to get off um, performance enhancing drugs in esports, they are regulating it now. Now that esports are becoming so large, there's a lot of more drug regulations, and a lot of committees are coming together to really, really regulate and do mandatory drug tests and seeing what drugs are and aren't used. But because it's it's rising up so much, there. They're taking a little while to designate every single thing. The, okay. the rule book sure. is being written right now. Okay. Um, I believe they are – I think for Dota and LOL, they're instigating um, urine tests and stuff. But anyway, wow. so another uh, massive thing uh, besides 
Dota and StarCraft is uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter is a pretty approachable game. I've never Ooh, heard of that uh, game. Really? Yes. <laughs> now, it's just, I'm talking about a, the Street Fighter, right? Yes. Okay. There's, a, there's a great uh, tournament every year called Evo, which is called uh, the Evolution Fighting Game Tournament. And it's, it's every 2D fighting game you could think of. Soul Calibur, Street Fighter, Tekken, Marvel vs. Capcom. Um, Super Smash Brothers was recently in this year. Is Mortal Kombat considered 2D? Mortal Kombat was in last year's, I believe. I think the newest one was in last... They change it every year, what is and what is not allowed to be in the tournament. I believe Mortal Kombat X is in this year's. Hmm. But, um, so Street Fighter. So there's a large moment of... This is a this is a huge moment that got me believing in esports. Uh, there was a moment, I believe... Let me look it up. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a player named Daigo Imihara. And he was playing... Gesundheit. <laughs> <laughs> he was playing uh, Street Fighter 3 Turbo Edition, which is the, I believe, from 2004. This is from Evo 2004. Now, everyone who plays Street Fighter, uh, obviously this video I'm about to send you will be in the show notes. Yes. So, <laughs> Thanks for writing our show notes for us. You're welcome. Because, and, uh, well, but, you, you need, because I'm going to describe the video. And that's the thing. Um, I think everyone... Like I think everyone has played Street Fighter. Who yes. you play? You played on the, uh, on the arcade, Anthony. You played like, Street I Fighter. Actually, I actually liked. Street I mean, Fighter. I, it, was my, it was my first video game that yeah, I bought. I remember okay. watching the dudes play and trying to be like, "How they do that? How are you can like?" And then learning the right circle back down on the joysticks on the arcade and the multiple. It was the first time there was multiple buttons and yep. really intricate moves. Like, oh, that was great. That was Street Shit. Fighter Two. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: it was actually a glitch in Street Fighter One that allowed you to punch twice. Oh, and, oh wow. uh, and that led into them deciding, oh, this is kind of fun. Let's put this into the game. And thus combos were made. Street Fighter oh, Two is uh is the one everyone references. That was that's, the big that's one. That's the yes, big one, right? That's when okay. it broke out in yeah. arcades. So you know Street Fighter. So you know that there's uh there's this thing called there's blocking if you hold backwards, and there's this thing called chip damage. Uh chip damage is if you get hit by a punch, you obviously take damage. If you get hit while blocking, you take significantly less damage, but you still take damage. Oh, right. So later on in the later games, you know, people have those ultimates like, um, oh, fuck, the girl who kicks a lot. I forgot. Chun-Li. 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 Like Chun-Li has that thousand kicks. Right. That's very much designated as a way of, of chip damage. So even though you're blocking all the hits, you're getting chipped and chipped and chipped and chipped uh, away and you can still away. die. She breaks away at you. There's another thing you can do called perfect block. Uh, perfect blocking is if you block, you hold backwards within, I believe, three frames of the animation. Wow. To be able to defeat them. Now, I'm about to send you a video from Evo in 2004. This is from the final tournament. Uh, Daigo is down is down a lot of health, and he's about to lose. Now, he's playing against Chun-Li. She's going to release her ultimate, which I believe is 17 hits. Uh, Daigo. Oh, there's a little picture in picture of the thing. Cool. Yes. Uh, Daigo does this thing. Is Daigo Ken or Chun Li? Daigo's uh, Ken. He always plays Ken. Okay. Now, as you can tell, he's not doing so well in this video. He's trying his damnedest, but he's at low, low health, and she's about to release her ultimate. Daigo, this is one of the hugest moments in all of esports because Daigo is able to. He perfect blocks that? He perfect blocks, I believe. 13, oh, look at everyone cheer. And he able to come back and he wins. And he demolishes her. So basically the perfect block is you have to time that at the very last yeah. split second block. He perfect blocks 12 hits of the fastest, most complicated attack in the game. 
you have to be there. It says at the end, wow. In the final moment. Yeah, these, if you, you can watch videos with audio. People lose their shit. It's no, ridiculous. it's the room just went crazy. Like, uh, like they scored a touchdown. Yes. <laughs> that, but that that's a pretty cool moment. Uh, Moments like that happen every year at Evo. That's one of the biggest ones and the easiest ones to explain to people. But there's ones where people coming back using unique techniques, using characters nobody even thought were good, coming back and making it to the finals with those characters, finding new ways to fight, people changing their tactic. You could see, I believe in last year's Evo, God, I forgot. I think it was um, – God, his name was Puerto Rican something. His name was Puerto Rican King. <laughs> Puerto Rican Joe. How you doing? Yeah. Um, he was able – it was beautiful to watch because he was – you saw as he fought against this opponent, you saw his tactics change. Wow. You saw him completely change his entire mindset of facing this opponent um, as the match progressed. Sounds like uh, a UFC fight maybe a little bit. It you, uh, yeah, everything, yeah. Yes. You can, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I would, I would, if if I'm going to compare any sport, if if something like Dota is going to be compared to football, I could compare Street Fighter to a UFC fight. Yes, to a big UFC fight. What are uh, what do these people make? Are there salaries in this also? There are. I mean, those the big ones. A lot of, like I said before, a lot of these people they play tournament, the tournament, the tournament. Dota and League of Legends are the huge ones with the, the quote unquote the huge money makers, but obviously only like the professional players and like in a house. What is the uh, well. what's a grand prize for like a Dota or a League of Legends? Well, the Dota International is a few million now. Okay. Um, Street Fighter. And how I often believe, are these tournaments? Once a year. The International is once a year. There are tournaments throughout the year that offer probably the biggest ones throughout the year offer maybe two hundred thousand as their largest, mm-hmm. and that's again split up amongst your team, and that's just for first place. And then there's and, prizes for like second and third. Second and third is probably just like a hundred thousand, maybe sure. fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand. But if you think about a person, so if you get third place in that tournament and you're on a five-person team with seventy-five thousand, you're getting like twelve thousand. Yeah, and that's like your income for the year. Yikes! So they got a, they got a ways to go, uh, but they just got to keep playing these tournaments. Have you ever been to one of these personally? Uh, I w- I've been watching Evo every year for the past five years. I've been watching the international, um, the the free to play. Um, documentary does a great job of explaining Dota to people okay. of the basics of Dota, but Evo, I just know it because I watch it with my friends who know a lot and tell me about the technical aspects behind it. But like it is, if you understand Street Fighter, you can see it's just Street Fighter. How long is it? Is it just one day the tournament? The tournament Evo, I just believe, is a whole weekend. I think it's oh, four it's days. Weekend. Okay. How many? You're gonna ask what? I was gonna say uh, how uh, how realistic is it for people to make a living off of esports? How realistic is it for people to become professional athletes? No, I'm asking you like no. I'm, that, that's that's my answer. It's not. It's not very. Right. It's not very realistic. It's, but the numbers you're listing, you, I mean, that's that's nothing. Those mon- that num- that's that was part. That's part of my argument too. Is there's not a ton of money in this? No, there isn't. That's why people the people don't play for money. They play for because it's they're at it, 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 their sport. However, that is it's like minor league sport, minor league salary level at the moment. Yes, right. would you could you agree. That's also why a little bit a lot of just like professional athletes, a lot of these uh, major uh, gamers get into merchandising and branding, coming out specific keyboards, sponsors, specific sponsors. There's a guy named uh, Fatality. He was a he was big uh, Halo, Counter Strike. Oh, I've heard of that guy. Didn't like, they do like a wasn't he on like MTV or something? Yeah, he became he was a big esports celebrity. He was on like, uh, like the True Life. I'm a esport whatever. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. He would travel around with his fucking computer and shit and <laughs> all the tiles and play. Yeah, that's fatality. Yeah. He was uh, one of the most popular 
uh, big ones probably like five or six years ago. And he has tons of gear and stuff. But yeah, no, because this is still an emerging sport, yeah. they're, they're not getting their legs. They're not like finding their legs like they were in the 80s and 90s. They're, they seem a little more firmly planted now. And in the coming years, it's going to be a lot more standardized and a lot it's already run like a league, yeah, a professional league. With they, they've had seasons for years, but now with the popularity of it, they're trying. They're starting to get more and more, and, and be more structured and stable. So there isn't, but there isn't like one governing body. There's just there's a bunch of leagues. There's yeah. There's the, the two huge ones are ESL and MLG. MLG, okay, Major League Gaming. M- MLG is for a lot of. The, the thing is also. A lot of obviously players who play like Dota aren't going to be well. They might play StarCraft, but a lot of them aren't going to play like Rocket League or something like that. So Rocket League, the people who run Rocket League are very different. There's not one governing body. It's more like the NFL and the NHL. They're they're esports, okay. but they're two different leagues, diff- almost different sports. So I do you think these Dota guys are going to look down at at the Rocket League and be like, "That's fucking Definitely. baby Definitely. shit over there." They're athletes. They're cocky assholes. They they look down on anyone who doesn't play the game right. Hmm. <laughs> they're still they're still shitty assholes. <laughs> they get they have interviews after the game and they're just like fucking tool just bags. Like fucking like, the dick athletes. Yeah. yeah, that's so so. Well, okay, I, I love watching you play, but I hate listening to you talk. <laughs> like dickheads. <laughs> so moving forward, what, you said five years. Where do you see what do you see happening? Is it, do we need another big techn- technological break, or is the infrastructure there for this thing to really grow steadily right now? Um, it is. So in terms of tech. I know that a huge thing that's going on right now is wearable technology, like iWatches and like sure. maybe the Google Glass and shit will right, come back. Right. But it's really just going to come down to the 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 optimization of streaming and internet technology. Being able to just chug, chug, chug more wireless information to your phone and every tablet device. And Twitch is just going to get bigger. You're going to be able to stream high quality content on everything. There, you're going to see more advertisements. To go. I feel like within the next few years, you're going to see advertisements for Twitch streams on the internet, around the internet. Like, get ready for international this year. Get ready for Dota this year. It's coming here. Get your ticket. Get your things. What about uh, attendance at like the live events? There. Well, I mean, Korea sells out their stadiums all the fucking time. Damn. I believe a few. They sold out, God, I want to say like Dodger Stadium or something like that. Some American stadium got sold out for an esports tournament this year. And I see that, I see, I don't think in five years, maybe 10, they might build an esports stadium in America, but I could see them just renting out. Yeah, they'll have to, yeah, they got to try it in different stadiums. I think the comment that made you most pissed off was I don't understand why people would watch someone play esports. So, why do you, what is the appeal for you to watch someone play esports? Well, what is the appeal to you to watch someone play football instead of playing football? They're playing a different game. They're playing the game completely differently. They're seeing every aspect of it in different ways that you've never even thought of or heard of. But watching it, you can still connect with each athlete because you played football and you played this video game. You understand that that's why I like Rocket League so much because also just people understand the basic concept of soccer. So you can connect with it, but if if you play games... Of course, obviously, if you play like Dota yourself, even into a, a moderate degree, yeah. or you play Street Fighter yourself, you understand a deeper comp- complexity of it, and then you're watching the athletes play. And but what are you like, really watching though? You're, are you watching the screen? Or are you watching them yes. click their, use their hands and click well, on? 
things. It's it's usually very similar to that video I watched you. It's picture in picture where mostly it's the picture on the screen and then them in the corner. I mean, they just show their faces and they're clicking buttons. It's not really fun to watch. You watch the screen. Right. You watch them use moves. You're like, I didn't know I could use a Hadouken like that. Why would it, I didn't know that move comboed in that one. Oh, if that move comes at me that angle, I can respond that way. Or You learn tricks. And even that, you can connect to the players. Oh, I like how he fights. I like how this guy goes. You can you can follow them throughout the year. Oh, he it's just like a sport. Oh, he lost. Style. He got his yeah. ass kicked by this guy last time. Now he's facing him in the finals. Oh, shit. My favorite guy has no chance. Oh, shit. My favorite guy kicked his ass. This is awesome. Yeah, it seems to be a lot of the same feelings and the same rise and roller coaster emotional ride that you get. You know. Here, here's why I would watch an American football game and not – and watch someone else play. I'm not asking you not to watch football. No, no, I'm not. I'm, but I, here's, here's what, here's the appeal. I think for me and for a lot of people's you lo- Okay. So Imran, you like superheroes, right? Yeah. Because you're seeing things, feats of strength, feats of athleticism, things that you thought were impossible. Right. Uh, oh yeah. Also overcoming the odds and you know, and right. um, uh, 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 conviction and will and all that. But superhero, you're looking at for super, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Athletes, same thing. Real, like when you're and you're not, you're not, you're seeing actual human beings do feats of strength, feats of athleticism, accomplishing mm-hmm. things that you didn't think could be done with the human body, right? Yes. yes, that is the that's that's the appeal I think for a lot of people with real sports. Yes, and the the appeal for a lot of people with esports is being able to take this this game, like I play Street Fighter, I just punch punch Hadouken, and being able to take these aspects and be able to play the game in a completely different aspect. There right. is also physical ways. Um, so you, you're familiar with, um, with Street Fighter. You know how quarter circles, uh, half circles, yep. and full yeah. circles. Yeah. There are people who physically are, are very good at putting those inputs in. That I know um, Zangief, the big gorilla guy, he yeah. works on quarter circles and full circles and half circles. The I know a, a player can do full circles. Like a lot of his moves uh, uh, involve full circles yeah. for his grapples. Yeah. He can do those moves while letting the character move forward. What? Between the frames of end, he does things that are physically impossible in the game. Whoa. By exploiting the the engine and being able to put things in between frames. And that's just super – it's super fast. That's reflex. just him playing. Yeah. He, these people literally can do things – that were not designed and impossible. Like um, Super Smash Brothers, there's a big thing about uh, uh, dashing, about uh, dash canceling. It's a glitch. It's a glitch that happened that they didn't take out of the game, being able to dash to the side and, and do the dash in a certain way that you don't have any recovery animations at the end of the animation. And it just, if you see esports people play Super Smash Brothers, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different game that you didn't think could happen. Hmm. It's not them playing the game you know very well. It's right. them playing a completely different game. That's wild. I mean, I, I always go back to, look, in the future, the next generation, this generation of kids that's growing up, we have, you know, the, the sport, the physical sports, football, they're very violent. There's the concussion debate, even, you know, and, and hockey is very violent. Now, if parents see that, you know, they don't have to risk sending their kids to get hurt in a sport, and if they put a controller in this kid's hands and he can make money if he's really good, and you have about the same amount of chance in either way for them to succeed, will parents start choosing 
the less uh, violent, le- the less harmful path for their children. Now, will they stop sending kids to football to join to play football and, and to to do play sports? At- they'll play another sport. Well, yeah, one last play thing. Another sport. Uh, with Super Smash Brothers, that yeah. ability I was talking about was called wave dashing. I couldn't think of the actual name, but this this is this is my big thing. Um, I I don't think and I don't want esports to take over traditional sports. It's not I don't want people to not play football and soccer anymore. Right. I don't want to go outside and not be able to play baseball and everything anymore. Right. I have no I know people just don't like video games. I <laughs> I like football. I was watching the um the the Jets Dallas game last night and I appreciated it. And it was in with the fourth quarter, it was 14-14 with like 45 seconds left. It was really fun to watch. I I'm not asking I know people aren't just going to not like it, just like I don't really like tennis or golf. I just right. don't like it. It's not right. my thing. These games are not your thing. Even, But even then, there are options now. Maybe Rocket League's not your thing. Try Street Fighter. Street Fighter's not your thing. Try watching Dota or Halo. It's, it's just different things to be interested in. You can still go out and play sports. Many professional esports athletes are either – uh, are retired, I believe, Marines. A lot of them are. A lot of them are in surprisingly physically fit condition. Wow. You will be hard-pressed to find many overweight esports athletes. Um, yeah. A lot of them are in surprisingly physically fit I was just wondering good. if that, that the, the physical prowess uh, translates uh, over. It, it does. I mean, if you're sitting around eating potato chips and drinking Mountain Dew all day, your reaction time is going to be slower. Yeah, you still – look, your body still needs to work at an efficient, optimal level. For yes. both for both things, and and it requires training and care, and you know everything from nutrition to mind work and physical work. With your, I guess, do these guys train like their hands? Um, <laughs> I'm really curious. I heard I this mean, one these guys train their hands. Talk about on the on Joe Rogan's podcast how he would like he trains his like his hand movements. Um. Yeah, I mean they have they have those training houses. The, they're, they're, the act what? of playing, though, I think even just kits your hand. I mean, your body is great at just adapting to what you have to do. So right. the act of holding a controller or playing on a keyboard or whatever, it's, it's all it's all training your hands. Yeah, yeah. There's it's training high hand, eye eye hand coordination, mm-hmm. clicks per minute. There's a lot of things where people like warm up their hands. Yeah, it's a lot of things for street uh, for Starcraft. Hot keys. You'll notice is that a people. Thing? Come again? Hotkeys, like hotkeys are a thing. Like yeah. you can you can hotkey anything to the keyboard, but something yeah. like like um, Starcraft has a lot of intricate hotkeys. And you'll see if you watch a professional Starcraft match, you'll just see people click 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 click. Like they're not clicking on anything; they're just warming up their fingers. That's literally what they're doing. They're just, they're just getting used to clicking really fast. They're not. They're just putting in inputs for the sake of putting in inputs. So they're for the muscle memory. Hand. Muscle memory. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, um, there's another great documentary called State of Play that's a lot about specifically about uh, esports houses and what they do in the houses and how they train. Oh, that's cool too. I'm definitely I love these kind of uh, really niche documentaries of these experiences. You do like niche shit, yeah, dude. Because like <laughs> it's stuff you you would normally not hear about, and it's it's really fascinating. Despite uh, despite what, what you know, whether so the point is that at some point this is really it's it just needs it'll be legitimized. As a competitive gaming athletic, to be totally sport. honest with you, it, it already it already is. It is I mean, we think. don't we don't need any like stamp of approval from like the NFL or the NHL or the NBA to be like you are now a sport. We already kind of people are already getting 
visas, athletes' visas to come to America and play esports. It's already happening. Man. People have athletes' visas to go travel around the world to play, compete in these tournaments. Do you They're ever already- think it will be not called an esport and just be called a sport? No, I don't think so. Mm. So then. I think because of the, the physical movement um, change, like the, the difference between physical movement is. It's sports. Right. Uh, the e, yeah, the e's got to have to be there. Uh, so, so there's always going to be that distinction on it being an e-sport. Maybe, and I, yeah. And I just up? want to establish too. I'm not my hating on. I don't hate <laughs> esports. I just don't think it'll. The thing that made me a little worked up was when Imran <laughs> said it will eventually take over real sports. Yeah, I may have uh, pushed that on purpose. And that's I, the big thing. And I'm not and mad I don't, at you either. And I don't think – I'm not mad at you. We could be friends. How about I, I bring it down to like it'll be as big? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't I'm think not so. trying to be – this is a really shit, weird argument to say I'm trying not to be competitive about competitive. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Like yeah. I, I don't need to be legitimized. I'm just happy that more and more people are playing it. More games are coming out. More people are talking about it. The fact that it's – in the discussion and in the ether for a conversation yeah. is a huge thing. Yeah. So even it's getting legitimized by just being considered legitimate. Oh, listener, I was going to say to the listener, if you want to sign up for this position, I'll post this opening. What the League, League of Legends. Legends. The position has been filled, but here's what you would have had. Here's their requirements. Like, this is kind of interesting. Excellent knowledge of League of Legends and its competitive scene. You know the role you're applying for inside out and have at least a high master ranking on League of Legends solo queue ladder. You are currently not legally bound to any other League of Legends organization. A fair attitude and sportsmanship. You are not banned from any League of Legends or Riot Games organized events. Fluency in English, excellent skill, verbal, written communication, blah, blah, blah. Ability to relocate to Berlin, Germany and live with the team in a team house environment upon request. That sounds like fun. And then you have a positive, mature, humble personality and able to take criticism. Anyways, this position has been filled. The, po- the position, there's like top, jungle, mid, ADC support. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you, I mean, if you want me to po- come on later on, I will tell you specifically the positions. I can talk about Dota for days. It's wow. beautiful. That's, is Dota, uh, is Dota your favorite esport? Um, Dota is the favorite esport. My cur- I mean, it's, I, like, I like Evo a lot just because I understand. Is Evo the, the fighting games? Yes. Okay, I understand yeah. Street Fighter and Tekken and Soul Calibur on a more personal level. Mm. I am okay at Dota and those type of games. I'm getting better. They're called MOBAs. Yeah, oh, um, the genre ma- massive online battle arena. Battle well, arena. Design. So looking, it's a- at, looking at Dota, I used to be a Warcraft two guy. That's yeah. this is like Warcraft. Yeah, it look, that's what it looks like. So it's a it's like a it's a turn based uh, role playing deal thing. No, uh, not at all. Oh, okay. So <laughs> how do you play the this? basic the basic idea is that it's two five person teams. And you each have a base on either side of the map. And there are generally three lanes. There's a center lane just to the other base. There's a top lane. There's a bottom lane. Um, you, your base is going to be constantly spawning small minions uh, that will go through the lanes and get center and defeat each other. What you have to do as a player is destroy enemy towers so your minions can get to their main base and destroy their main base. You're also fighting other heroes at that time. You're balancing your – and then the, the strategic aspect goes into the fact that, well, you have five players and three lanes. One lane's only getting one person. Which lane is that? 
is it this is it the short lane in the center the center is the most direct route but it also has the most combat is it the top or the bottom lane maybe the person won't understand maybe they have a weak player in one lane maybe they have a, a player who's get their character levels up through the game so maybe their characters becomes a late game character and early in the game they're weak or maybe they're early in the game they're strong and then they're weak later on so your games have your plans have to change Maybe someone just misclicked and fucked up. So you got to go up there and cover his lane, yeah, or else your towers it. are going to get fucked up. Ah. You have to go into the jungle, and jungling is going and finding NPC characters that are on neither side and getting them to your side. So all of a sudden, you're in the jungle with this giant fucking demon thing coming out of the jungle, and you're just you, you can use that to help you guys out. Me? You can hide in grass and sneak up behind other players and kill them real quick. That could be your whole job. That's those are the assassin characters. They really they specifically target other players. Wow, you can sit fun. around and buff players. You can sit around and, and help out your creeps. The creeps are the small minions that are summoned. Creeps. So yeah, th- people th- call them creeps. It sounds like next level War, uh, Warcraft too, because that's the last one of those. It is. Games it is. A, I played. Well, Dota is a Warcraft mod, so yes. No, it is. Okay. Were you a Warcraft two guy? Yes, Warcraft two and three are the only RTSs I've ever really gotten into. I'm not an RTS. I saw the, tra- what, I saw the uh, real-time strategy. Real-time uh, strategy. I Warcraft saw- 3 was completely different, though, than World Warcraft 2, right? Um, no. I no? mean, they're both RTSs still. It, it was, uh, Warcraft okay. 3 was more advanced. Like, there was more stuff because it was the third one. Got it. Got I did it. see the trailer for that movie also. Warcraft? Yeah. It looks like shit. I, I don't understand how those guys can... <laughs> the, the horns... Uh, great character design with the horns, but the, it's going to get in the way of trying to say shit. Like, how do Have they you talk? heard them... Works. I like the little lines of dialogue they have where they're like, hur, hur, hur. Yeah, that's they what it speak. sounds like, yeah. What do you, what do you think of that? <laughs> it looks fine. I think it looks a little, I don't know, I, don't looks- like, I didn't like the, the, how the, because Warcraft 2 is like the only, one of the only RTSs, now that I know what that is, that mm-hmm. I can actually connect with. And yeah. it, it, the humans don't, the, the armor looks too, uh, well, too fake to me. Well, it's not, it's not Warcraft 2, it's based off World of Warcraft. World yeah, of Warcraft, no. right, right. But yeah, I'm with you. The, I mean, it's kind of a, the, the the look of World of Warcraft is a is a heightened fantasy cartoony look. Right. So translating that to real people is going to look fucking weird because their shoulder pads are three stories tall in that game. Right. Yeah, these guys are huge. The battle scenes look kind of crazy, like uh, Lord yeah. of the Rings, huge epic battle scenes. This Dota also kind of reminds me of like well, the beginning when you started explaining it, the like a de- uh, desktop defense, uh, one of those games, tower defense, tower defense. It's very much. It's very much a competitive tower defense game. Wow, but there's so many levels, and obviously, there are. no two game is ever going to be played. I think what make, the same. makes it unique, just from hearing the description, is the fa- the five player thing. Because yes. RTS, you can just be solo, or you can you can team up too. Like there's a lot of maps where you can team up, but the strategy involved in having five players and then coordinating attacks and all that stuff yes. is and how you win you win by destroying the other base. Yes, okay. and uh, that's the only way to win. Okay. There's even the higher aspect of, uh, by the way, there are about 40 heroes in to choose from in Dota. I Whoa. believe there's 40. Yeah, here's a screen like the with chaos uh, Knight. All, all of them. There's, yeah, so there's, okay, so as you, there's experience and then there's gold. Um, gold you can obviously use to buy things. You can buy weapons and items to tweak your character or tweak certain things or be able to teleport back and stuff. Experience levels you up. You can choose to level up certain abilities. You can choose to buff certain abilities or get new abilities. You get gold by doing this thing called final hits. Uh, Everyone has health bars, obviously. You only get the gold if you get the final hit on the creep. 
Ugh. So if another one of your creeps hit a creep and kill it, you get nothing. If your tower kills a creep, you get nothing. You have to, you have to get the final hit to get the gold. You still get the XP by just being around them, but you have to get the gold by getting the final hit. Uh, are people spending money uh, on these uh, oh, yes. in-game purchases? Oh, fuck yes. There's an entire marketplace of custom in-game items that people literally make livings off of. Sounds like magic. Is it like cosmetic <laughs> stuff also? Yeah, like clothes like, so- and shit? They have an entire marketplace where, like, if you want to design a bow for the archer character, you can design a bow, upload it online. If anyone buys it, you get, like, 50% of the profits or something. This is, uh, you know, when Second Second Life, remember Second Life? And there used to be, uh, when I first heard that people were just designing digital T-shirts and selling them on, I was like, what? So this is, like, the next evolution of that. (laughs) And, well, uh, hats were the next evolution of that with Team Fortress 2. Fucking hats, man. Just hats? Digital people, hats. Virtual people hats. Bought, people bought the shit out of hats. People <laughs> bought so many hats, dude. Start, um, Steam has so much – Valve has so much money because of hats. But, but like how – who would have thought that would have been – that could be a job. Like what a market. Oh like God. I got to just – my job is to make digital shit and I'm making fucking tons of money. I, I have a question for you, Peter. Do your thing, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um – is esports is it considered mainstream in America now? Uh, that's a better question for you than me. I don't think uh, I don't see. I don't. I don't know about. Like I don't. This then all it, of this then is, it isn't. That's why we got you on the show. I guess. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just part so then, of the effort to make it mainstream right here. <laughs> if <laughs> if it's not mainstream, what? Because obviously, traditional media doesn't know how to cover this, right? Mm-hmm. So is it going to always live on like Twitch and like? It's like going to be up to guys like how do I internet, jump like to, all that all to, that stuff or do you think we'll ever see it on like TV like mainstream TV in America? Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think it's ever going to be seen on TV and we might get another G4 like station mm-hmm. where they try but it's not going to be it's, is it just is it just not made for no, TV is that is it just so different and so foreign to everyone that it has to I be I mean it already has a home media. on Twitch right Yeah that's uh, you know, I mean they made their network be totally honest. It, we, it just doesn't need TV. TV would only TV is they're branching out to a smaller audience that doesn't want them. They don't need TV. They just they can just focus on making the streaming capabilities stronger and better instead of trying to go to a market that that, that doesn't want them. Like right. this, this like uh, this combined with what's happening with Blab and uh, Periscope and Spreecast, like yeah. people more and more are coming to watch these live webcam shows and instead of watching tv it's it's really crazy because of the fact that it's available anywhere you can do it on your phone you can interact you could be on these shows really easily uh this is the beginning of changing this this landscape of media uh for everyone going forward peter are you guys gonna like start reporting on esports more how do you guys are dealing with this we have been for a little while on and off it was uh it went kind of strange we tried to have a Esports correspondent. Every episode of the Jump, uh, a friend of mine came in, Ryan Sichter, who's very into esports, and came on and talked about esports for every ten. Uh, for about oh yeah, 10 I remember minutes, that so. dude. Yeah, yeah. It just it it really ruined the flow of the show. We like stopped the show. <laughs> was, like, it, Fine, this is not working. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, yeah, it just kind of like. And now let's like because I like the weekly Jump because we have this like natural flow of yeah, conversation. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of like okay, everyone stop. Ryan's on now, and like it just it didn't feel natural. It felt very weird. So we're trying to do something else to cover esports, but and, and Ryan and I are discussing. Uh, 
whether that's articles, whether that's maybe his own little audio blip of like his own 10, 15 minute little thing. We're talking about maybe different things with that. Would you be interested in interviewing these, a- these athletes at all? Hell yeah. Why don't you like get on that? Just tweet a couple of these dudes. What do I'm you sure think I'm doing? To, right, I'm sure they'd love to. Uh, <laughs> but he said they're all assholes anyway. Yeah, so that's, well, that makes, yeah. that makes compelling <laughs> audio. Record. Let me tell you. <laughs> that's how you get the podcast downloads. You bring assholes on. It's very compelling. All right. To round this out for me. Okay. I will acknowledge final, final thoughts. I will acknowledge that if you take the definition of athlete and sport, that these esports athletes are athletes. Oh, in shit. quotes. In we quotes. Bro- we broke them. I don't care. I'm taking it. That's a win. <laughs> Even if it's in quotes. If you take that definition. But then if okay. but also okay. but if you Fair use enough. the eye test for what an athlete is and what a lot of people consider athletic then i would say they are well and that's just going to take time getting used to it's just not there yet it's uh it's you know we just got to get accustomed to it i mean spectator sports have had hundreds of years and then secondly i still i still don't think that esports <laughs> will take over traditional sports in terms of uh mainstream penetration and and uh everything just i don't yeah. think it'll it'll take over but, i'm with you on that one dude uh, the only person who's saying that is Imran. I'm <laughs> the only one that's saying, like, do you think it's going to fuck up football? Like, no, it's not going to fuck up football. He, keep, he keeps pointing to football. But here's the thing about Imran. So off air, I was like, <laughs> he, he goes, I didn't, put a, I didn't put a date on when it would happen. I said it would happen sometime. It could happen now or it could happen 2,000 years from now. I'm like, then you're just an idiot. That's a terrible, <laughs> that's a ter- you're, that's a, you're a terrible person at predicting things. I feel like someday the revenue will be close to equal on both things. And, that, and, I, that, and that'll really push it forward. It's nice to be optimistic. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't see that either. <laughs> <laughs> I see a whole generation of little kids dreaming. Well, Imran's, Imran's, of- here's, let me present Imran's argument. And I want to hear what you think about okay. it, Pete. Is Go that... He thinks esports will take over traditional sports because it's something that you can relate to. Kids play it all these all the day now, and, and they they want to see people that they can relate to doing things and being popular. and And it's it's basically that, and the, the, in combination with the fact that injuries are up in football, he keeps pointing to football. I don't want to risk my child getting hurt no. uh, for a, a game. That's I don't agree supposed to be with that game. at all. People are always going to want to go outside and play sports. People are going to – there are going to be people that are just like, no, mom. I don't want to play fucking Dota. I'm going to play baseball. Like people are just going to want to play sports. It's just what people are into. I'm, I'm glad that, you're saying that, Peter, because that is what made me mad about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not – I never said we're going to stop <laughs> sports. We're not stopping sports, OK? This sports was a, are going to uh, be fine. <laughs> Football is going to have millions of dollars and people are going to have concussions for centuries. You'll be fine. This was a double cross plan on my part. Uh, he was it's trying just to just another sport. This is all I'm saying. However, it's just though, another one. This is an age where they ha- there are billboards outside reminding kids to go out and play for at least an hour. Right. Uh, we never had to remind fucking kids to well, go out. And Anthony, play. The, the, you would actually have a better. Has, has there been any like I don't know if you know about the NFL specifically or, or any sort of MLB or any major traditional sport? Are they having like? trouble recruiting people at all because of video games because of technology no not because of video video games there's then fucking we're fine imran you're fine but are they having trouble recruiting at all in general 
football football will i hear here's the thing football will be affected eventually. See, something's gonna happen with football because you can only put so much padding but on you keep you keep pointing to football as if that's the only sport that ever existed it's just because of the violence because it's so fucking but i'm that's fucking i don't give a shit football's a violent sport <laughs> yeah. rugby's a violent sport you can't yeah. you can't pad pad and cherry coat those sports they're they're violent and rough like they should be violent and rough that's in the sport right and I, t- I, you know, I guess it takes a certain. The concussion thing, though, is a real thing in and football. Maybe not immediately, but it will. It's going to hurt. Gonna, there's going to be less participation eventually. Hmm, I think so. I, I that is something I, I definitely think will happen. So I'm not completely off my theory. <laughs> that's it's some kind. I mean, of like soccer something. players get their ankles and knees broken all the fucking time. I, I really want to know how how much rugby players get hurt. Those motherfuckers must get hurt so they, bad they, all they, the it's time. It's brutal. Yeah, rugby is, is, is a I, lo- I love watching the YouTube rugby because sport, this sport, is insane. Competitive sports is actually not – You could, the argument can be made that it's actually detrimental to your health, to long-term health. Yeah, oh, yeah. I oh, can yeah. see that easily. Oh, yeah. Competitive sports. Because you're making your body do the same motion over and over again that it's not supposed to do, that it's not really designed to do. I mean like wearing boxers and shit like that, yeah. they only fight like, what, 20 fights? Boxers, oh, I mean, well, combat sports are even. Oh, UFC another, guys, what, like one a year? Un, well, no, they, they fight. I mean, they one fight. Two. They I fight mean, a lot. What's the big but. thing for? Um, oh, fuck, I forgot her name. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey has only had like nine fights in her whole Le- career. Eleven or twelve. Years really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. She. I mean, competitive uh, combat sports are just a, that's a, like another discussion for in yeah. terms of. But that, it's so pro- like, and that's the other thing is we that's been inherent in the human species since the beginning. It's just inherent sports. So, just yeah, to see you know like Rome gladiators in Rome, and even before that, like uh, we've always wanted that spectacle. That was, that was the crux of my entire argument. Right? See, no, but this is just <laughs> this is a digital. It's the evolution. It's a digital version. I don't, but I don't not. know your your argument. No, I don't stupid. like the There's argument. No this argument. Is taking over. No, it's not. Yeah. Esports are not the next evolution of sports. Esports does not mean evolved sports. It means electronic sports. It's just a different type. It's not. It's not taking over anything. I'm just bitter and I want the jocks to go down. Bro, do you even podcast? Stop hosting a show with one. <laughs> but that's uh, I got the inside scoop. I'm working it from I, the inside. I like how Imran like planted this show. Well, here's the, here's the thing. He ha- he's been like wanting to have this show because he's been wanting to get me this entire time. And it's fun to now have you on. And like yeah. it's just like. Foiled again. Imran just been foiled. <laughs> His grand you, plan has been foiled. If it for you damn kids, I would have got away with it too. <laughs> Zoinks! I'm not, no one's trying to take down traditional sports. No one's trying I, to no, do Im- that. No, Imran is. Look, all I know we is... We just want to play too. That's all. We I just, just all want to play. We all want to play. I just enjoyed that. I said something that got him reacting to when you heard it. It got you reacting. And I was like, okay, there's something there. Let's stir it all together. See what happens. I will, I will say one more thing that I think Peter might enjoy. Yeah. Um, that Street Fighter thing that we saw, that clip. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of enjoyed that. That was exciting. <laughs> that, that was, was kind of cool. exciting. It's cool, right? That was yeah, kind of cool. So I guess I could see the appeal of watching. I don't know if I would be able to watch an esport competition all day, or like I could with any regular sport that I would you normally watch or any TV <laughs> show. But I could see that particular clip I saw was actually kind of cool. I will tell you when Evo is this year, and I'll tell you when the finals are, and you can watch. I mean, yeah, I just watch like the semifinals and the finals. I don't watch all the brackets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then and I just get caught up in who's winning and shit. What, like that. what is just, your what is your Evo game of choice? Um, I love watching fucking uh, Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, that's got to be fun. Yeah, because it's just madness yeah. in colors. 
I like watching it, but I have no idea what's going on. Street Fighter is the best to watch because it's a great combination of crazy, just fun, crazy things to watch, but also like I can understand what's going on. Was Street Fighter Capcom? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Was Street Fighter first or Mortal Kombat? Uh, Street Fighter. Street, like Fighter, Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter, what what appealed to me about that is it's it's different. If they took like different styles. From the world, like yeah, you know, like one guy's a boxer, one guy's a karate guy, one guy's a kung fu guy. Well, and I and I remember, like I remember before that that I don't know this is before your time, guys. In the arcades, there was a game called Kung Fu Master, that, <laughs> and, and it had two joysticks for each controller, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very pixelated, simple, but the you would go up and down or across, and you would perform simple moves. And I remember Street Fighter being the first game where it was like you had to learn complex moves, and there was no one to teach you. Like, you just had to watch and be like, how the fuck? What's he doing? And why are you pressing multiple buttons? Like, that was the first uh, arcade game. I was like, this is uh, crazy. There's something going on here. Yeah, it's so it's such, like, ingrained in a lot of gamers that quarter circle forward punch right. is a Hadouken, but, like, that was a that was a ridiculous concept at the time. Yes, mm-hmm. you never saw, you never even thought, like, playing that you, it wouldn't occur to you to do that, and I always wondered how, like, how did everybody figure that out? It's great. Also, the the community, some of the community, the players can be real dickheads in esports, but the community is so much fun. They're all so funny. Well, One of great. my favorite um, t-shirts, the the t-shirts and the signs at esports um, competitions are great. There's one for Street Fighter. That I love that it's just someone says people call me Hadouken because I'm downright fierce. Like it just <laughs> <laughs> fierce. It just makes me happy. Hi, Ruben. All right, man. Uh, I'm gonna play a sweeper and uh, we'll wrap this up. Here we go. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. Peter Kendall, thank you so much for yeah, thanks hanging for the time, out man. I, I didn't know anything about esports. I, I really think this is a very informative, like for our listeners, like this is a very informative uh, show because it's it, it really fascinates me that this whole thing is getting bigger. And where from where it came from to where it is today. Happy to talk about it. I'm glad to inform and help people. That's all I want to do. And if they want to know more, if you're a listener, you're a video game person, uh, Peter, why don't you plug your shit one more time? Tell them where We are. Go. How do I jump? Check us out at hd1jump.com. That's hd1jump.com. hd1jump is also our Twitter. Uh, check us out. We are, we are uh, posting starting the new year. We're going to be jacking everything up a lot more. But we are uh, taking a little bit of a holiday break for all of us. We have the occasional article up, but we're going to be going. We're really just preparing for the new year. But come on down, check us. Out. I don't know when this is going to be posted. Is this posting this year? Uh, it'll be like January. This. Will, oh, we'll sweet! Like so check January. us out now. We yeah. have tons of shit. All that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff will be out, listener. Check the weekly the jump. Sh- the indie interviews are out. We have a. You'll you'll you have heard our new theme song for our indie interviews, which are awesome. Uh, did I hear that? No, you haven't. No one has. They oh, were just sent to you two uh, days ago. It will be heard by the time this posts. And uh, what about the Geek Chorus? Are you showing up on there uh, here and there? That's all Mike's thing. Um, he's working on some new thing called Sketchprov, which is tons Ooh. and tons of fun. And I think we may be focusing on that a little bit more now. Also, but, it's just a great geek podcast over at HD1 Jump. Yeah, we can Yeah. We talk about video games, but comic books and stuff crawl their way in every so often. Right on. And we're both on, speaking of uh, podcasts that we're on, we're both on A Place to Hang Your Cape. And I want to shout out a couple of other networks that carry uh, this very show, the Weeby Geeks Network, Tangent Bound Network, and Podcast.ph, as well as A Place to Hang Your Cape. Check the show notes for links to all that fun geek stuff. Uh, Anthony, what else should we? What is our call to actions now? 
shit. I don't know. Number one, <laughs> you want to contact us, listener? Just go to jockanerd.com slash contact. There's various ways to get in touch. There's Tweeting, so emailing, voice memo sending. It's lots of fun. Number two, you're going to want to subscribe to the show. Just go to jockanerd.com slash review. Why? What's in it for them to subscribe, Anthony? Well, then you'll get every podcast that we release right in your app. Right, right when it comes out, you right won't have to fucking search for yeah, us. And you can go back and check out some of our awesome uh, movie reviews. And uh, if you're watching the weekly comic book TV shows, you can go check that out. Well, also in this post, we'll be back on The Blab. Peter, have you heard of The Blab yet? The Blab is your is that live streaming podcast thing, right? Yes, we are. Yeah, ju- I've been very interested in that. You should uh, you, you should, should consider. You it. should stop by, dude. Stop by, hang out with us, and you might really enjoy. It's a it's a a great way to do some of these indie interviews because you kind of will draw an audience that's into this stuff and they they comment, they ask questions, it gets very interactive. Uh, it's lots of fun. We'll, we'll be back on doing, we do every week, the new comic book TV shows, Arrow, Agents Shield, Flash, uh, and whatnot. We review them. Latest Geek News, jockandnerd.com slash live. And of course, that's with everyone's favorite puppet, Rug Boy. Oh, Flash, Arrow, and Shield have been so freaking good. All, mm. all the shit's been pretty tight, and when this thing comes out, well, it'll be Agent Carter will be out, and uh, oh shit, it Legends will. of Tomorrow, Legends maybe. of Tomorrow, we're going to Hollywood. Will be starting <laughs> soon after this. Actually, it'll be out after this show yeah. comes out. So yeah, we're going to Hollywood, and Agent Carter very excited. Uh, and uh, finally, listener, just tell a person, tell a friend, give them one of these jock and nerd, and uh, just run away. Run away. Don't say anything else. Just Just run away. That's all we want. Just tell a person. Helps us out. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate every second. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. And we'll catch you next time. Right on. That was fun, man. Thanks for yeah, the time. Yeah, it was a blast. I, I was honestly just listening the whole time because I was like learning. Yeah, about no, what it was, the hell it was we very this about. good. We're going to turn some people on and uh, very educational, and, and the, the story's great. So, yeah, I uh, I really know more about the contemporary stuff of the last few years of how it's evolved. I didn't, I didn't, I haven't really researched the the origins of it that much, but. I uh, I can speak passionately about things I enjoy, so I'm glad I could help. You definitely can speak passionately. That's yeah, great. that's great. <laughs> it's, all... I get paid to speak passionately. It's my job. We all learn stuff. Right on, dude. Well, anytime you want to uh, talk us some geek stuff, uh, we can come back on. And do yeah, man. We got new. We got tons of new Spider-Man action going on. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we, we had a whole I, month. No, was... I, I like Spider-Man. I just... <laughs> I, being around Imran all the time, he just loves Spider-Man so much that he'll make you ex- he make you think that Spider-Man is the one and only character that ever existed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I agree hundred percent with Imran. I like Peter Kendall. You should check out. We did a crossover. It's going to come out with these guys from Chicago. They do a Batman podcast called Bruce Wayne's World. And uh, so they, we recorded an episode of ours and then they put out their side and I listened to it and boy, I got really drunk and obnoxious by the end. <laughs> I was like, oh, I listened, I'll, yeah, never give me beer and an open mic. And cause He's by the worst. end of it, I was like, Oh my God, I have a fucking drunk ass and I just won't shut the fuck up. It was, uh, He's the worst when he drinks. No, it's not a good idea for me to podcast <laughs> and drink at the same time. Don't I'm, drink and cast. Don't, don't drink don't and drink cast. And cast.